You're on Radio Murdoch. This is Pixel Sift, and this is our third episode, our third week on the air. This week we're going out live, hopefully, um, with all fingers crossed. Uh, How's it going, Bush Court? Yeah, you should be able to hear us coming through, hopefully, through the airways. If not, we are available online. This is your weekly video games uh, show on Radio Murdoch. I'm in studio here. My name is Gianni, and I'm joined by my co-hosts... Mitch. And... Scott. Scott. Cool. All right, we're in the uh, thing for another week. So what are we <laughs> going to have a little bit of a chat about this week? We've got a few great um, things to talk about. Um, some very interesting developments coming out of here. A lot about big business we're talking about this week, about the business of games. We're going to be talking about uh, people coming together, uniting, people trying to <laughs> stand unions. up to the man. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about uh, companies uniting and breaking apart. And breaking apart, yeah. And we're yep. also going to be talking a little bit about how... Uh, people can make money out of games which is how this is all kind of wraps together in the end so it's all a very nice package for all of this so let's talk about a little bit about our first topic for this week and if you remember from last week if you were listening in or if you checked us out on itunes which you can totally do you can subscribe on itunes please do that yeah we are pixel sift on itunes have a search for that one um, we were talking a little bit about the Screen Actors Guild, and unfortunately last week we didn't get the name right, so it's the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, so SAG-AFTRA, mm-hmm. and they were going to announce that they were calling for a strike, um, basically canvassing their members, who were yep. all film and television actors, who also work on video games. So currently at the moment, video games are considered a se- sort of a separate category to all of their other sort of uh, work that they currently do. And what SAG-AFTRA is calling for, and they have now reached the threshold for, was a strike to renegotiate. So, so now they actually can strike. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. Pretty much they were waiting for um, member approval. Mm-hmm. And now that they've hit that threshold of 70... Well, they hit 96.5% of their members voted in favour of a strike. Yep. And they only need 75% to strike. And basically what they want is that if a game becomes exceedingly popular, and we know lots of games these days are selling you know, hundreds of millions of copies and things like that, they want to set up a system in which bonuses can be paid to the actors. So what exactly are those numbers then? Are they? So the first threshold yeah. that they're asking for is um, when a, a game hits a, a 2 million sales. Yep. So we're talking about quite big games. This is not your indie games. It's not going to really affect you. Uh, you're, you're talking your GTAs. Your yeah. We're talking about big publishers. Yeah. We're talking Activision, Blizzard, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. EA. Millions and millions of dollars, production value, that exactly kind of thing. Right. Similar to what you'd see with a... Your standard AAA title, pretty much. Pretty much your AAA title. So yep. 2 million sales upwards. And then, again, bonuses to be incremented as they hit 4 million, 6 million, and 8 million okay. sales. So, so just by every every 200 million... Wait, no. 2 million. To every 2 million. Yeah. Every 2 million threshold you get... Is it Does the does the bonus get bigger every time? Or is I it exponential? S- I would say it would do. Or you would get... Or maybe there's a... Pati- it, they haven't really... Because it's in the negotiation stage. So right. if they go to a strike, what they'll do is and they'll go to the table with all these companies that are employing these um, mm-hmm. union actors and they will go, okay, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to... We should stress that this is absolutely not a government thing. No. No. It's like... This is, is it, just the union. This oh. is, but with the American um, entertainment industry, they're very uh, the film unions, the Screen Actors Guild, and mm-hmm. the, um, the film makers, and all those particular unions are very powerful, and they do call a lot of the shots of how right. things are made, because it's very with those where things are very like hard and grueling, and you're working really hard. You know, they they want to make sure that their members are well looked after and yes. not taken advantage of. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to see um, this sort of thing happening uh, in parallel to 
um, these huge entertainment industries. Yeah, yeah, because it's been a similar thing in film and mm. music for years. And when do our voice actors suddenly become actors? Well, it's just one of those uh, one of the last things of kind of the video game scene to be taken, you know, as, as seriously as the rest of uh, media. I guess you know, it took a long time for tournaments to be taken seriously. It, like it, just just as a kind of uh, industry, I guess, because it is games. Um, we've been a little bit behind on some of those things. I think games were stuck in a place where people were just considering them toys. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's why I mean by taken seriously, I guess. I mean, these actors, actors are being taken to the same credit as uh, film and TV actors now, which I think is... Yeah. It's exactly like yeah, it's exactly like what we were talking about a, f- a few weeks ago um, on our first episode when we were chatting about how these things were huge industries now, and especially where you mentioned there, you're talking about tournaments, for example. Um, you know, they, these industries, these tournaments make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and esports are very popular. And you know, speaking of that, actually, this week, only a few days ago, um, the large teams that have come out of uh, the in, you know the tournament circuit. So well, we're talking f- we're talking esports teams, e-sports your, teams. your lols, your your League of Legends, your Dota, Counter Strike, Go. Yeah, all of these teams who play in these professional tournaments, which bring in huge amounts of viewership mm. and mm-hmm. huge amounts of uh, financial gain for the creators of these games, um, have now kind of bound, banded together as well. And it's an interesting yeah. time. See, for- this is this is really interesting because yeah. I I don't actually fully understand this because I I thought they were all separate. But, like, it turns out, like, who... I wonder who leads them. Like, who... I mean, they must have a leader of some kind. So, the... There was an open letter sent, and it was from representatives of the major teams. And some of these teams, who you may or may not know, some of them called Navi. There's one called Team Liquid. Uh, mm-hmm. Cloud9, CLG, yeah. TSM, VP. Team Liquid, I'm familiar Envious with. Envious yeah. is another Fnatic. One. Yep. 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 There's heaps of other teams as well. So, Titan. they've all kind of come together. And I guess they would all be, you know, at these tournaments together. So, so they got into a situation where they're like, look, you know, it's expensive for us to train. It's expensive for us to travel to these tournaments, which are all over the world. Mm. And we need to kind of set up a sort of a baseline where we can say, well, this is worth our time to come along. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what they've called for. So they've sent a, a, an open letter basically to the top uh, esports tournament leagues. And some of those would be like Major League Gaming, for example, the uh, uh, ESL. Um, there's lots of Dota, uh, Cinema, Dota Cinema, for example, Dota yeah. Pit, Counter Pit, a bunch of different um, online tournaments. Um, basically asking for a minimum level of, of standard for their people who are coming along um and it's really interesting to see this that the the numbers they're talking about are pretty big numbers i've got the numbers right here actually uh, are we talking about prize money here talking about prize money and, yeah. and anything this that doesn't a- reach this limit it's an automatic rejection of of an invite so the, the minimum amount of prize money for csgo will be seventy five thousand dollars, excluding travel support uh and for dota 2 it'll be a hundred thousand dollars uh including in-game tickets but excluding travel support so before they'll even rock up they want to at least be a thousand dollars worth. See, of prize. here's this thing. So, what? It's the prize money that they have an issue with. Mm. What about? Because I know sports teams now they get paid just to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, I think the problem is that's that like a salary, though. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, that's they're paid, true. They're played by their club, not yeah. by. Mm. Uh, that's true. They get sponsorship and stuff as well, and that yeah. plays into these these teams as well. They'll have a lot of sponsorships and um, deals with different oh, companies sure. and things like that. So, so are we going to start seeing things like um, join Team Liquids? Like club thing, it seems like like you got like an Eagles and a like uh, an Eagles like, and a Dockers, like a fan, fan like a membership, club. yeah. Membership. Like a, uh, yeah. I would, do you I think would, that kind of thing is going to start to emerge? Maybe, maybe. totally. I and think, I think it, do you or, think the union will govern that? Who knows? It's yeah. hard to say, but I think that sort of stuff is definitely something to consider. Um, uh-huh. The problem with the, I guess, the land things as well is that when we're talking about this sort of money that's coming along, 
and they say specifically exclude travel support is because if you are a team that goes along and you take your entire team along, you've got six people there. This is usually about six six guys. Do they have subs? Or- I don't know if yeah. they've got subs, but they, you know they take Probably a team of people. They've watch got something. Yeah, they've got managers. They've got coaches. They've got you know everything that they need to support their team, plus all their gear that they've got to move. Yep. They've got to sort out um, accommodation, all that sort of stuff. If they get knocked out in the first round and they don't win any prize money, that's an expensive trip for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do they deal with it? So that that's out of their own pocket, is it? Yeah, now, well, it would be all part of their sponsorship packages. Currently, yeah. I see. So, yeah, so travel support is the big thing that they're saying So when, when they say excluding travel support, does that mean they want travel support as well? So basically what I think the idea is that if they qualify for one of these international tor- tournaments where mm-hmm. they're playing these big esports leagues, they're saying if you get into the, the finals, um, then you and they're traveling to, say, for example, the Heroes of the Storm one, which was recently in uh, Las Vegas. Yep. So they're saying that if these teams come along and they've been selected, some of them traveled from Australia, you know, we had some from because we're part of the US region for that. Um, there should be some sort of travel arrangement for those people. I see. Yeah, because it is, an, it, you know, it's part of their business. And they're model. demanding this not of the developer, but of the event organizer. Of the is event that, organizer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I understand is funded by the fans, if I'm not. Depends if, on the that correct. Type. So yeah. some of them, for example, uh, like Major League Gaming or, or the uh, ESL, for example, um, they have a tournament system which is similar they have sponsorships they have probably sponsorships through the gaming companies as well right. but they're their own organisation so for example mm-hmm. the Heroes of the Storm one which was recently done and the International for example which is done by Valve and Blizzard respectively um, they have um, you know they're organised by the company themselves yes but there okay. are other ones that are out there that exist that are going to be organised by you know individual companies <clears> so <throat> what, what I'm mainly curious about is where exactly the money comes from it's interesting yeah, yeah it's going to be I I don't know where it comes from. I mean, the, you, you know, these these tournaments already have large expenditures of cash. Um, wherever I feel that they were getting it from it, bef- it from before, they would get it from still. Um, yeah, it's just I, I, where I that think- where that cash goes in regards to prize money and airfares, I guess. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and hotels as well. Yep, I think they're asking for well. basically. They're, what about they're, meals they're, and things like that? I mean, that must be included. I, I guess mean, it would be. That's what they're saying in the in the layout. They're, they're asking for yeah, basically uh, hotel and uh, no, sorry, uh, travel and accommodation. Right. Yeah, and there's that, that as part of it, they're going to say that we're going to have um, media reports and things like that. We're going to ask for to to give information so they can mm. prove to their sponsors who are putting their names all over their their uniforms and mm-hmm. things like that that they were showing their stuff prominently because yep. that's where the sponsors get their viewership from it's also see, there's big information here they talk about um, the broadcasting stats and the geo stats so if it goes out on things like twitch or the new youtube gaming for example they want to know how many people have watched it just like anything else because yep. they want to uh, be able to say yes we have this many subscribers or we have this many things so okay yeah that's pretty much the way it rolls at the moment so yeah something to check out with i think this is going to be a developing story mm-hmm. um we'll have to keep an eye on this one as it goes along but it's interesting to see uh this sort of stuff happening in uh, I guess it's a maturation of the uh, industry. You're listening to Pixel Sift on Radio Murdoch. That's right, you are listening to Pixel Sift on Radio Murdoch. You can also listen to us online. You can jump on Twitter as well. We're on Twitter. Uh, Pixel. I'd love to have a chat with you on Twitter. Yeah, send us some <laughs> things if you've got some ideas. Um, thanks, Mum, for sending us tweets. Um, yeah, Pixel Sift. Cheers, Johnny's Mum. Yeah. Um, next thing we're going to talk about a little bit is, again, with the bit of the economy and the money of this sort of thing, uh, just recently announced the 
uh, next chapter in the very popular at one time, but not as popular as it is now, um, Guitar Hero series. Um, so coming out of Activision, um, we'll be moving to a subscription. It's interesting that at one point those rhythm games ruled the world. They did. And that was all anyone did when you went over to someone's house is you play Guitar Hero and you got out the drum kit and yeah. you sang the song yep. that everyone sang. And everyone, it was Taylor Swift at the time. Or, or Through the Fire and the Flames, yep. it's Guitar Hero. Everyone wanted to play and, Dragon And Force. you had that one friend that was like that guy at the video game. who yeah. That was his thing. Yep. And and then he slunk off back to the corner after yep. that, after achieving his party, yep. uh, party trick. So, yeah, so the rhythm game is something that did have a bit of a meteoric rise, and it was mm-hmm. all over the place all the while. And the big thing about it was that you had lots of downloadable content that was part of it, and they had lots of packages that you could buy, and expansions as well. So back in the I never realized it, but yeah, they, they were, I wouldn't say the pioneers, but they were definitely... Game changes, yeah. Uh, pun intended. Yeah. Um, Rock Band Three, especially. I think they only kind of um, cut the ties to their downloadable music stream. Oh, you know, it was probably six months ago or something. But you know, they kept it up going for a long time. Yeah. Uh, to support the the people who bought into the game and were enjoying playing. I think it they, they they balanced the difference between core gamer and casual gamer quite well. Mm. It seemed like something everybody could enjoy. You're right. If yeah. for the briefest of moments. Yeah. 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 I think like anything, these things are fashion trends. But I mean, even back in the day when they were on the, or, you know, the second, the, the, the generation, previous generation consoles on the Playstations and the Xboxes, you know, they would sell these extra discs of yeah, songs. Yeah, they would. You know, yeah. that's how you bought your extra things. Instead of having, when the, you know, the digital download thing was in place a little bit, but not quite, not really for PlayStation, but more for Xbox. Yeah. Um, they would sell these actual discs of expansion content. It was so a little you, bit like these SingStar packages, you know, they'd just develop it for, a, you know, a, a new region. kind of theme. Mm, you know, exactly right. SingStar. So, Aqua. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's being, that being said, the rhythm game may not have entirely gone away because I know as recently as a couple of, well, not as recently as this year, they were still releasing those Just Dance games on the Wii and they are massive. Look, it, the rhythm games yeah. will never go anywhere. They've been around for a long time and they mm-hmm. won't go, any, go anywhere. Um, mm. Parappa the Rapper comes to mind. Yep. That's, nice. that's the first one I remember. Okay, that's the first yeah. one I remember as well. Yeah. Somebody uh-huh. posted that on my Facebook wall the other day. And you're like, uh, what? I was like, what? the rapper. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the way that we're going to do, they're moving into a different direction now in terms of actually selling discs as they did once, and then our DLC packages where you buy, you know, five songs or you know, buy an artist pack or whatever. Yeah. They're now going to move to with the Guitar Hero Live. They're moving to a subscription model where you earn yep. credits in the game and you unlock access to uh, different libraries of songs so for example okay so it's earn, you know five guitar hero bucks in by playing high school getting a high score interesting in and then you unlock the ability to so play. how much is the game itself going to cost well i think it's going to be normal price okay so, so it's a full retail release yeah um no i don't know if the uh the old instruments will still work on this some i, I doubt it some of them yep. do. I think Rock Band has got some adapters that you can play your old instruments across. That's, but they, they were on old console, they weren't are. they? Yeah, but a lot of them are USB-based, so that's not, true. not too yeah. hard to move across to the new yep. things. Um, but yeah, so you pay for your content yep. um, as a subscription rather than going, I'll buy one track and I love this track and I'll play it 50 million times a day. Um, you go, all right, well, I've bought one week and I can play all the tracks I want on this. It'll be interesting to see what comes with the default version and then if there are multiple tiers of access yep for like for example if you're like if you're a netflix customer you get mm. different tiers of access like mm. different amount of devices you can use it on and like different quality now but the, the big thing i thought about this was 
Now, I don't know if uh, this is your experience of these rhythm games. Uh-huh. Is that a lot of time they sit in a corner and they gather dust until the moment in which you... I know someone in particular who has three guitars. They sit next to his TV. Yeah. And... Until the moment when they can be busted yep. out and those those coloured buttons can be hammered mm-hmm. in quick succession. I only so... chucked out my guitar here again guitars like a couple of months ago really <laughs> okay yeah so From they, PS2. they sit there for a long time so yep. if you have got these credits on your account to play these games and they are time limited dlc yep. so you buy a week well, of whatever thing well here's the you thing you could buy it for a week yeah. and then next not play it for like six months and then play it for like three months in a row you yep. know i like this so yeah. it's a week yeah. worth of playing time not just it's a time a seven day and then there's yeah. no restriction on the content library it's a bit like the the thing that they're throwing around it, is spotify apple yes, music all yeah. that sort of thing so you have access to everything you just pay to access the service so is this are we going to call this dlc well like, Ooh, what do we like call streaming this? it is yeah. kind of like streaming it's not really uh-huh. dlc so much as you're not actually downloading it yeah. See, and you don't and you never own it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about this particular thing. You can um, jump on online and you can send us a, a message on, on Pixel Sift. What do you guys reckon about this? Well, I mean, I can't speak for Guitar Hero specifically, but uh, Rock Band 4, which is uh, landing, was supposed to land two days ago, actually, but we won't be hitting our shelves till October 12th. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it feels like they've sucked it down a little bit and made it streamlined. From what you were saying about Guitar Hero, it sounds like they've gone in different directions, to be honest, a little bit. Um, the new Rock Band 4, apparently, from what I've heard, um, not enough songs. Uh, it's a very strange mix of songs. Um, so, is are they going very, with the subscription model? I, um, I'm not sure at this okay. point. I, I'm sure you, just normally you get the default amount. Yeah. Uh, but I know that they've changed the game modes down to like two or three rather okay. than a lot more. Um and also, it's coming out pretty expensive as well. It's going to be hitting our shelves for like five hundred dollars. What? Uh, yeah, um, which is also compared to. So hang on, you, but you get like. I mean, you your get plastic instruments, it. it's right? Rock band, so yeah. you get the whole thing. Uh, five hundred, but still five hundred dollars. And I mean, that's that's whoa. It, it's only that's costing, Aussie. Is it Aussie? That's Aussie. That's only costing nah. two hundred and fifty in America as well. So we're getting ripped off a little bit, and we're having to wait an extra week for it. Um, How committed is the Australian fan base? I would love to know. They, well, they didn't yeah. give us any reason for this last minute delay as well. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's not going to impress the fan base at all. But I mean, it's today, it seems like it's only going to be a week that it's been delayed, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So presumably. But they've they known be, about this for a little while and they haven't explained why. Yeah, but they would be in the country, I reckon. Surely, sure. but they'd now. be in the country. Yeah, they would be. If not in the shops themselves, they would be in the warehouses ready to go. So, if you'd like to form a team, we can go and rob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If somebody awesome. wants to yeah. form a raiding squad, we can yeah. go and get some rock. We'll band go 40 man raid on the uh, pre release. Yep. You may not hear us. Then next again, week how badly do you? How as... badly do you really want your plastic guitar? Not that I, badly. Look, yeah. Five hundred bucks is a lot of money. Five hundred bucks That's is more than the current consoles. Yeah. I know. On special, yes. you can get them for like 300 and something yep. bucks. Yeah. So, do you love Guitar Hero so much that you would go and buy, or, or Rock Band so much that you would go out and buy a new console to play the new version and then buy another new I am, console? I am level genuinely of curious. If anybody is actually going to buy this, can you please tweet me a reason why? Send us a picture yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> please send us a picture of it. Jamming. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing away mm-hmm. on those things there. Yeah. I, look, it's interesting. I, I, to, be, to me, I would per- personally prefer to buy. The DLC. If I was going to buy, hey, hang on, five hundred dollars, you could buy a guitar with that <laughs> amount of money. 
A real an guitar. okay guitar and lessons, yeah, what, and a couple of lessons. What about Rocksmith? Do you guys remember <laughs> yeah. that? Where no, they actually that? had a real guitar with which hooked up to. Oh, that's cool. Um, the like the electronics and the things. So it mm-hmm. had the lights on the fretboards, and you could play. That's cool. That way with on real strings, all hooked up, and it all goes through that way. See, how much did that cost? That was expensive. Oh, it was? That was expensive, Okay, yeah. And you needed the specific guitar to do it. But then yep. it was a real guitar afterwards, so you could unplug and actually go and Interesting. You know, play a bit of real life. So that worked with Guitar Hero? It was its own, game its own thing. Rocksmith. Okay, right. Yeah, and that came cool. out. Yeah, I don't know. It just made, I, f- I have a feeling that it, it hit too late. Yes. You know, the, yeah. peak, the peak of the rhythm game had gone, uh-huh. and they had kind of missed the, the boat on this one here. So, yes. yeah, it's interesting to see. I, look, I think I'd prefer to buy the DLC and have it. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't know. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Everything's kind of moving towards this sort of subscription model now. So. Pixel Sift. All things video games. Radio Murdoch. Yep, you're on Radio Murdoch. This is Pixel Sift. My name is Johnny, and I've got Scott and Mitch in the studio with hey, me hey. today. Hello. And we are talking video games as we do every week. Um, you can listen to us live uh, just go to radiomurdoch.com. That's probably the best way to find us. Um, there's a little link there to our stream. You can also get us on on the on the interwebs. You can subscribe with your favorite you, podcast You need to stop saying that. On the it interwebs. makes you sound dated. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be. You know, get on <laughs> In the- In a show called Pixel Sieved. Get on the old World Wide Web. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of a chat now about uh, there has been a an interesting announcement. Um, someone who's breaking free of the- electronic clutches of Microsoft. Who can tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah. Uh, I'll take that one. Uh, developer Pi- uh, Twisted Pixel, uh, probably probably best known for... Half their name is really good. Yep. <laughs> Twisted Pixel, yeah. Yeah, yeah bang on. Yeah. Uh, but probably best known for their uh, Splosion Man or uh, and, um, Comic Ms. Jumper is another one. Ms. Splosion Man? Yep, Ms. Splosion. Yep. Sorry. I'm just... The um, Splosion, so yeah, they Splosion have People franchise? Yeah, yep. Splosion Peoples. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they've split off from Microsoft after being bought up by them in 2011. Um, and they're once again an independent studio, which is great for them. Uh, um, what else? So, under- so, this isn't the first time Microsoft have yep. done this, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, allowing a developer to go off on their own. It did happen to Bungie back in 2007, which of course led to Destiny, which was huge yes. success. So, uh, I mean... They might regret this decision. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say they regret they regretted the last one for sure. Let's oh, did did they? Okay, so Twisted Pixel. Yep. What did they release prior to the acquisition? Um. Well, I don't, I don't know actually yeah. on the top oh, of my okay. head to be honest. Uh, I don't know the dates. It would, it, it would be interesting to see the quality of games under the acqui- uh, before the acquisition, under the acquisition, mm. and now out of it. Well, when did Splo- when did Explosion Man come out? That um, came out Xbox 360 era. Top of my yep. head, I yeah. can't think of a date. But like I said, they were bought in 2011. So if it's pre that, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like it is. No, I don't think it was because... Hang on, let's just look it up here. But, you know, they, did a, good, they, they, they did a lot of good uh, releases to lead up to what is the, probably their most common one, which is Explosion Man. Um, I mean, I don't see them as a developer releasing any kind of Destiny-esque games, but, you know, they've been nifty. And It's uh, interesting. To, uh, look, it... Okay, I, I have... I have You've got a bit Explosion of a Man time. here, yeah. uh, July 22nd, 2009. So, okay. yeah, it came out two so, years before they were Interestingly enough, uh, Ms. Explosion Man, July the 13th, 2011. So, mm. was that is that after, was that pre you would, think, after, you would think a lot of that development were done yeah. pre, though. Yeah. All right, so now, so then, so from 2011 onward, 
did they release anything else? Like, what, what is what? What's their repertoire there? Well, 2015 yeah. is now the point that they've kind of hit the thing. Before yeah. that, I mean, they had a game called The More, which was oh another, yeah. yeah, okay, with another game that came out, and that's during Microsoft. Yeah, and they've okay. done other things like. Um, Blitz two, uh, Blitz the League two, yes, and NBA Ballers chosen one. So oh, they okay. did a sport stuff, in, yeah. and um, they were kind of came out of Midway Games. If you yep. guys remember Mid- game, Midway Games, yeah. so they're kind of of the they're alumni of that sort of era. So I mean, it's interesting because a lot of these companies now get sort of swallowed up by these bigger companies. Mm. You know, for example, Naughty Dog for the PlayStation era was yeah. purchased by Sony, so that's yeah. part of them. So they're they, they are actually, but they have been purchased by Sony. That's yeah, they have. Okay. Yeah, so they're an in-house studio. Yep. Um, Bungie was a good one as well. They mm-hmm. released games independently, um, then got purchased by Microsoft to create the Halo series. Halo then was basically separated as a franchise from the company. So yep. Bungie's last Halo game was Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. After that, yep. it's been taken over by a company called 343 Industries, which yes. is basically just the Halo company. Yep. Um, and they do other bits and pieces from that. Um, and then they've gone on to make things like Destiny. And there's also other big famous ones, for example, like Lionhead, which uh, Peter Molyneux yep. um, created. That actually was purchased by uh, Microsoft as well. Rare as well is another company that was yep. purchased by Microsoft. Um, which, you know, made lots of famous games on the, from the Nintendo 64 era. You know, they've all kind of come into this thing. There's lots of problems with these. So what I think about this is that when companies like Microsoft act like a big publisher and in this way, it reminds me a lot of when EA went out and purchased a bunch of different companies. Mm. Uh, the big one I remember is Maxis, for example, who yep. made the SimCity, um, SimTower, yep. Sims games. Now, Maxis basically doesn't exist anymore. Yes, it's that's gone. true. And... Uh, you know, all the uh, Will uh, Will Wright, who created the games, he's not part of it. He does other bits and pieces now. Um, and the thing is pretty much gone. And like Bioware, for example, is another company that got absorbed by the EA Borg and, you know, still making things. But you Is know, that in the era where we started to be like, EA is evil? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it took lots, us a long time to get there. But. Yeah. There's lots of other co- companies as well. But, it's but in, the, in the case of Microsoft, the, they acquired Minecraft, was it last year? Yeah. And Mo the Yang. shine of... My, oh, yeah, sorry, Mojang. And um, please tweet at us how to pronounce that because arguments have been had. It's Mojang. Anyway, yeah, anyway. So <laughs> the shine of Minecraft has not come off. Yeah, but being, I mean, they haven't actually done anything yet past what I think they were using it doing. heavily to promote their smart glass thing. Yeah, look, it's been ported yeah. to every single thing you could possibly That's play true. it on. If you could play it on your your microwave, you could probably play Minecraft on it. Um, you know, I want it's that. a big you can, look, it, it interesting enough you can even play it on on the PlayStation as well. Yes, so you can. I, I was concerned because it was on the PlayStation before the Microsoft ac- acquisition and I was concerned that they would stop supporting it on the PS4. But mm. they have not. It seems to be on par no, with the it's, Xbox. It's too multi-platform now to yeah. uh, make I think it would hurt it, it would hurt them to not do that. Look, it's one of these things that you want to get your product to as many people in as many places as you can. Yep. You want to be able to access it in the easiest way that they can. It makes sense for them to do that. And it's this good is, business. This is why companies like Microsoft go and purchase these other small companies. Yeah. Because they have got other people who've got expertise. They've got a good franchise and they're like, well, we've got the thing now. Do Microsoft have a, like an animation studio? Do they have one of those? I don't know that they do. Um, It'll be interesting to see that might be what they grab next. One of the things they were talking about when they launched this um, Xbox One was a whole bunch of original TV content. Yeah. And I know they created something called Microsoft Studios. Yes. And that was supposed to be creating this TV content for use on Xbox One. But then after that, they kind of said, eh, nobody wants to watch TV. Yeah, we no one really TV. watched that Halo Nightfall thing. Yeah. yeah. But then there's another, like, there's a podcast series called Hunt the Night. Okay. And that is phenomenally pos- popular. 
as well. It's okay. one of the most popular things to check out. Um, you know, so there's all sorts of stuff. It, look, it's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully, Twisted Pixel can come out and make a Destiny-style game. I mean, it's not really been the sort of thing that they've been doing previously, but they could do some really interesting stuff well, if they the, the, act a bit more like an indie developer and do it, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's basically what I had in my mind was like, now that they've kind of been given... Whatever freedoms that they weren't privy to at Microsoft, they might be able to, you know, release some kind of groundbreaking uh, games like they did originally. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the the titles that they made while they were under the Microsoft thing. Like, for example, if, you know, Microsoft wants to make 50 different Splosion People games. Twisted Pixel will be watching closely. We will be watching closely. Yes. So, it's interesting. Yeah, well, with, with all this stuff, it's, it is big business. These companies get acquired all the time, exactly like film companies as well. Yep. You know, some small studio will get purchased by a big studio or, a, you know, a record label will get subsumed into a nar- larger record label. And, you know, it's interesting to see how these things kind of all come together. So... You can check out Pixel Sift and all the other great Radio Murdoch shows on www.radiomurdoch.com. Read blogs, check out the upcoming schedule, and listen back to previous shows. Radio Murdoch, the student wave. (laughs) That's right, you are listening to Radio Murdoch, and this is Pixel Sift. We're pretty close to the end of our show now, so we just want to say thank you very much for tuning in. In whatever way you've chosen to tune in, you could you could have tuned in to us potentially live. Yeah, let us know if we were stream. live. That was kind of... If we are. Yeah. Hello, Bushcourt. Thank you for listening. Yes. Um, have a listen to us there. You can also get us on iTunes as well, or you can find us on the Radio Murdoch website. We are radiomurdoch.com forward slash pixel hyphen sift, and it's S-I-F-T. Um, you can get on there. You can download the previous versions of our shows. You can um, subscribe using your podcast player of choice. Um, you can also check out some of the cool links that we've posted up about that on the uh, blog pages so for each of our episodes we're up to episode three this week thank you very much for tuning in um let's have a bit of some cool stuff for next week what are we going to be checking out i know we didn't get a chance to check out battlefield beta. battlefront you battlefront mean, the beta battlefront. comes out today apparently yes. comes yeah. out tomorrow tomorrow sorry uh, well yeah. it comes out on the 8th but i'm not sure if that's american 8th yeah. or australian future 8th. time 8th but let's let's just say the 8th and i will t- be talking about it next week well that's exciting we'll be playing it all weekend Thanks for listening in, guys. We will talk about Battlefront probably for about half an hour next week. <laughs> yep. And maybe the week after. Yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see ya. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.